0: Hello, everybody. You know what time it is. It's Psyche Experience Time.
1: Lisa, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a delay there. We are live in our new studio. Yeah. How are you feeling about that?
0: I feel pretty good. Um, yeah. We had a little bit of uh, tech issues getting the set up. Well, you
1: knew there was going to be some stuff that, that came up as we're trying out the new studio get things settled in. Um, yeah. So we recently moved. Uh, we have our... Uh, what, what are we calling this studio yet? We haven't even named it yet.
0: Yeah, I don't know. would you?
1: Know. What, any ideas?
0: No, you kind of blindsided me with this I would just call it our like apartment studio, but you don't like Mm, that. So let's get creative Maybe like our leg lamp yum yum studio
1: Live from leg lamp yum yum studio. This is dan and Lisa.
0: Yeah I think that's (laughs) solid
1: You liked that one? I kind of liked it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How are you
0: feeling about this?
1: Good? Uh, What is leg lamp yum yum? What what is that?
0: Yeah, I mean it originated from a night out It was actually you me and uh our buddy. Okay. Um, we were going out to the long way home I think or the OVI like one of the the local bars. Okay. Yeah Um, which probably will tell a lot of people where we live, but it's fine. we were going out to a local bar and uh you know, I was texting someone and they sent me a picture of a cat in pants and at some point, one of you guys suggested I wrote "Leg Lamp Yum Yum" in response. And, Sounds like just uh, drunken,
1: so drunken nonsense.
0: Yeah, it right, was just so. drunken shenanigans. All right,
1: so shenanigans. I like it. The uh, Leg Lamp Yum Yum Shenanigans Studio. Yeah. This is where uh, dreams come true. Here, uh, imagination really flourishes. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say that th- this is a, an improvement. Not to talk shit about your old table, uh, but I'm going to this this table solid secure. You yeah. know what I mean. All the software is the same, and what really I think is important that I transferred over is our uh, audio engineer. Um, you know ah. she does amazing work.
0: I'd love to meet her someday.
1: Yeah, she's yeah she. <laughs> there's there's two people <laughs> like credits. If we did like a breakdown of credits of everyone here at the podcast. Uh, it'd be pretty simple. It'd be pretty quick. It's just uh, just me and uh, the old Lees dog here. The old Lees dog. Old Lees dog. Lees dog. The old Lisa Pisa. She'll please ya. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. That was uncomfortable. <laughs> that got weird.
0: Okay. Anyways. So, Dan, um, yeah. I know that today is only September 26th, and technically mm. um, the month isn't over, but what yes. did we decide to do today?
1: We did uh we tortured ourselves really Mm self-harm uh we need (laughs) we need help and uh mental health help for what we did today so we did the physical test (laughs) to see to see like how we've come along since working out for a month as well as well not really our our diet's kind of been lax we've been eating like trash I, i know i have yeah, uh, eating crap uh, recently I but, would
0: argue we've been eating less like crap though than we be like started before this sugar challenge yeah, that's But true. still not the best.
1: Yeah, so so that's yeah. what we did today is we ran a mile we did push-up sit-ups Just mm-hmm. gonna see where we're at physically and I'm just still just not great now <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm terrible but like it, it I guess it was a good benchmark yeah, yeah. Um, if that's what you want to call it, it was just a good way to see kind of where where we're at. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's a way to see, like, if we're improving, if, you know, if at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I actually have some um, data and numbers on this, um, as okay. our viewers might know. I well, like right. that. You, but
1: you do like numbers. You like... To... You are also our statistician as well as our <laughs> audio engineer. What do you got for us?
0: Yeah, and I just I, I'm gonna say some numbers. They might not mean much, um, but I think we should talk about kind of like causes and stuff like that afterwards. Dissect them a little bit. Mm. So um, the first so the first test that we did was August 29th, and we kind of shared those statistics with you. I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but basically today in the morning we redid them. The push-ups, sit-ups, wall sits, and planks we originally did in my room, and now we did them at the apartment. And the carpet is a little bit different, so I think that might have skewed our results. (laughs) I'm like hedging before I say what our results are. So. For Dan, his push ups went up by three. So he did three extra push ups than he did last time.
1: This last time being a month ago.
0: Yeah. And we did this for a minute. So it's not till exhaustion, it's just how many you can do in a minute. And then for his sit ups in a minute, he actually did three less than last time. Yeah. For his wall sit, he ended up doing it for 18 sen- seconds longer. That one was until exhaustion. And for his plank, he did it for 13 seconds longer until exhaustion.
1: So, really, I don't think there's been any significant change, which, Mm -mm. that that makes sense to me. I don't really feel like a month of, you know, doing our our light workouts is really going to amount to much, Hmm.
0: Interesting you'd say that because for me for me, (laughs) but
1: you you've shown some change you shown some improvement
0: Yeah And I think that also has something to do with where we started to begin with because you started at a pretty healthy BMI Your muscle mass was uh, pretty
1: well we started from the bottom and now we're here
0: Yeah, like I feel like I had um, a more of a gap to fill than you did physically and um, like What do you stop smiling? at me like that Okay, so anyways (laughs) back to the statistics here um, for Lisa, I cut my mile by 42 seconds, which might sound like, impressive. Um, which I guess it is, I should knock my achievements, but I did the mile in 12 minutes and 49 seconds a month ago. And this month I did it in 12 minutes and 7 seconds. So mm. I still have a lot of improvement to go, but it's nice to see that number. I did three extra push-ups. Um, which is, I think, highly impressive considering last month I only did three in total.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> upper body strength is something that I'd really like to focus on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We need to, like, with the new studio moving, we're going to have access to, like, an actual gym. So mm-hmm. it's not just getting out and doing, like, a little bit of cardio. We can actually get out there and start lifting, yep. running, like, more, like, an actual gym workout, which... Finally I've been talking about for since we started this podcast. And I'm so yeah. excited for uh, So that that'll be really interested in so these results mm-hmm. are are good and I think it's a good baseline yeah. for, for me like for you you've like you've lost like a lot of weight and like you're already done. improving. Sorry, sorry, I'm yeah, just no. I'm venting. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, sorry yeah. So
0: like for my sit-ups, good. I did one less. You know, I feel like you didn't want me to share the rest of these. No, sorry, numbers. sorry. I'm just I'm just like, I'm you just think get they'll one. get bored with my statistics? <laughs> Do you think they don't people? care about me? <laughs> people
1: getting bored with numbers? Ugh,
0: I can't imagine. Anyway, so my wall sits I did um twenty-two seconds longer. Um, I'm actually, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I might as well be a pro. I held it for two minutes and 12 seconds. Okay. Yeah. Um, not, not to toot my own horn, you know? Um, and then for the plank, I improved it by 14 seconds. And I think that was purely cause I wanted to beat dance time. Mm. Um, and nothing else cause I probably would have went down earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so those were our physical fitness statistics. So we did improve generally, um, over the month. Yeah, I mean, at least I did. I don't know. I I felt better even running the mile, Mm -hmm. Um, and I mentioned that to you. But I think I was more cautious about my heart rate because the first time we ran it, my heart rate was literally two
1: hundred. At some point, you have a really very high heart rate. Um, Yeah, generally when you're running that. One question I did want to ask as far as, like, uh, are you going to go over, like, kind of the weight change? Because we talked about that before, doing, yeah. like, 30-day no added sugar and now, like, kind of adding. Now we have back on, you know, eating with all the birthdays and holidays and stuff mm-hmm. We just had, like, sushi and coffee and yeah. sugary drinks. So where are you at? Where are we at, like, weight change-wise with that sort of yeah. thing?
0: Yeah, so we both actually trended the same ways. And um, aside from the weight change, everything else is almost the same. So for Dan, this past month, since we weighed ourselves on August 30th, he's lost 1.6 pounds in total since August 1st, since we started this, he's lost exactly 10 pounds. And he's trended down for his BMI, his fat percentage, and went up with his H2O percentage of muscle mass. So basically losing fat, gaining muscle mass, and retaining more water. Um, and I actually trended the same way. So this past month, I lost 1.8 pounds. In total, I lost 8.6 pounds. And I am trending down the same way. Less body fat and more muscle mass and water retention. So Pretty interesting stuff, even though we had a couple cheat meals or indulgences, however you want to call it, this month, um, we were still trending downwards. So I'm interested to see what next month's going to hold when we go back to a stricter no sugar added tide.
1: As well as we're doing three workouts a month.
0: (laughs) Maybe a week.
1: Oh, a week. Sorry. Yeah. Three workouts a month. Actually,
0: three workouts a month works for me. So (laughs) so we're doing
1: three a week, which is still like... From what I'm like, quote unquote, used to, is there's nothing we uh, we can do yeah. that.
0: I think it'll be really nice because now we're going to be able to get into more of a routine. We yeah, don't have like exactly 100 birthdays coming up next month. We're not month. moving
1: into a new uh,
0: apartment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah.
0: we'll have food at the ready because some of the, our uh, meals this week were we don't have food and we need to eat something before we have to do something. You know, like mm. some of those were like we literally need to get food or else like we're not going to you know mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> don't let me not tone a voice
1: are you saying like because we've moved or are you saying because that we're now like used to like not having uh like food like grocery stores we know what to get now with yeah. our new like no added sugar diet
0: no, I meant like we like when we ordered food it was like at times where we had to be somewhere within an hour or two and it just wasn't enough time to go to the grocery store, buy food, come home.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Part of me too thinks like with the last month we got lazy with our like our diet yeah and that like i don't know if i don't want to really make excuses for us you know what no, i mean I
0: like excuses yeah no,
1: know so like we, next
0: month no excuses
1: it, yeah that's that's kind of where i'm going with this i yeah. don't like like oh well we did it because we didn't have enough time or whatever like we were so disciplined last month and like this month it just wasn't there like it was like oh yeah let's we had pizza we there was excuses Mm. granted we were okay with that and that was the way we wanted to do things um but like we really have to focus like on that discipline and not having excuses to kind of focus on not just the working out but also like the food side as well
0: i love excuses (laughs) they're almost as tasty as pizza yeah (laughs) Okay, well, anyways, um, did you have anything else to add as far as our fitness? No more excuses, getting back on the straight and narrow next month?
1: Not really. Like, I I just kind of want to say, like, uh, the homework that you've done for this episode, I'm really excited. Um, That's been kind of our our quick catch up, but this episode. I'm pretty hyped for uh, what do you what do you got in store for us today?
0: Yeah, like this episode actually took a turn because initially I wanted to talk about moving in together since Obviously dan and I just recently literally this week moved in together. That's Um, right. We're
1: going to do like a a relationship kind of um episode, uh, which sort of is right?
0: No, it still is. Yeah, so me and dan were kind of thinking about how to like maybe do a little bit more fun things, kind of maybe get like topic specific. Sex,
1: noises, yep.
0: You know. Yep, exactly, but not that. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, laughs> so,
1: basically, said, yeah, good job, Dan, but no, shut up.
0: <laughs> no, I would never say those words nah, exactly. Yes, yeah. But um, basically, we wanted to start kind of a series called like a relationship series or like, you know, things about like couples and, yeah. you know, navigating those things. So, what we initially wanted to talk about was living together, which I think has been so far pretty okay I yeah. mean, I feel like we're slowly starting to build routines and Yeah Get to know each other, I guess even better even though I think we knew each other Yeah, that wasn't, well.
1: yeah it's not like we moved in with a complete stranger. Um,
0: yeah So what are, what are your thoughts about us living together before I kind of jump into the research and what I was reading about?
1: Um, I, that's such a vague question. So like it was, it's something that I went in with, like, complete confidence and definitely excited to. I, mm-hmm. I know it's, like, a change, but to me it didn't seem like a huge change. Yeah. If that makes sense. It was, like, I was confident that we'd be okay. And it's only been a couple of days. And I know you and I know how we, like, work together as, like, a team. Not to be, like, corny about it, but, like, yeah. that that was never in question. So, like, um, now is the time where I start getting into, like, positive routines and not trying to get lazy with each other Yep. um and i mean that from like a quote-unquote professional standpoint like a relationship standpoint not take each other for like granted Mm -hmm. still do those like you know just like cute appreciation days and dates and you know focus on like quote-unquote relationship check-ins and those all of those things you know, I, I think I hopefully just answered your very, very vague question yeah. with my thoughts on that.
0: No, you did. And okay. I honestly put this exact vague question into Google or more or less like moving in with a significant other okay. or like just and moved that's, in. And
1: that's the topic of today's podcast?
0: Uh, well, it's going to be like a, a couple of minutes, but then we're going to dive into something else that I stumbled upon while okay. All right. researching this. So Dri-
1: Drive away, what do you get?
0: Yeah, so basically I was looking through like a bunch of like like Huffington Post and like Bustle and all of those like different articles that are like the top 10 things you should know about your partner before moving in or like the Top 10 things, blah, 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 you know, like those lists.
1: So you were looking into like things you should know about your significant other before moving in together. Yeah, and like what you should
0: plan and what conversations you should have. This
1: is good. This is good. I like this. What what do you get? Yeah,
0: I like... Let's dive in. To be honest, most of it was like really generic questions that I don't know why you haven't had before you've decided to move in or deciding to move in. Like some of them were like... Make sure that you know what your partner's intentions are. Like, you should know if your partner's moving in because they have to or, like, what's oh. the co- – Like, I don't know. I felt like a lot of them were those kind of questions. Okay. Like, um,
1: it seemed very obvious to to yeah. us and – Okay.
0: Yeah, just it just felt very, like, when you read it, you're like, oh, yeah. Like, I feel like you should have had this question regardless what, of what moving in or your... not.
1: What like bare minimum requirements or say if you're talking to a friend like what are things that you should know about your person before you move it in together
0: um well i think one thing is um their cleanly level like for instance um we oh, have that's... a mutual friend that's like so obsessed with being clean and I love her, and that's, like, her thing. And we both know we would never be able to live together. But, like, she would get, like, angry at water stains on the sink kind of thing. And I'm like, I can't even see those. Hmm. So, like, make sure that you guys have the same cleanly okay. expectations and that you can both uphold them. Because keeping your apartment gotcha. clean is respect for both people. Right. Um, finances, make sure that you're both able to that's pay true
1: because yeah moving in together is kind of like a couple's first financial challenge of like mm-hmm. how do you um kind of coordinate that like paying rent or groceries or electric bill internet that sort of thing yeah where do people stand on spending money and mm-hmm. money is a huge point of like sometimes anger and argument with a lot of couples so that's a very very good point
0: yeah and um Along with that And this is something that I I feel like we did really well But like setting boundaries And um, making sure that each person Is able to have alone time When they need it And Mm. not being resentful of their alone time If that does come up So that was another point that they brought up That you should have that conversation Set boundaries This is my stuff This is your stuff Even though apparently most of them said You won't have your stuff or their stuff It'll just be our stuff Gotcha.
1: And I guess it would be just understanding, like, what those healthy boundaries are. Mm -hmm. And you can still have healthy boundaries with, like, your significant other, like, and just maybe having that conversation. Yeah. And then if you might be having that conversation after you moved in, it could be too late and could be a point of, you know, tension and friction and, you know, possibly lead to arguments if you're not quite sure of those Boundaries or what that case may be.
0: Yeah, and before I kind of get into this one that kind of Interested me and spiked my interest. What kind of other things would you say? um, People especially like if you're in a relationship moving in with your friend, whatever um, What other questions or things that you should discuss or know about them before moving in
1: I would like okay, so a question that Maybe people aren't afraid to kind of ask their significant other or ask themselves is what if anything they expect to change when moving in like if people are looking for like a relief or a vacation are people going to look at their significant other and be like okay i almost expect my life to become easier because you're going to do this work mm. for me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And this is maybe something that you're thinking about subconsciously is I think where i'm going with this is check yourself mm-hmm. check to make sure that you are not doing this because You feel like a weight will be lifted off because now you can like You know lay off of like maybe oh, I don't have to work as much or I don't have to clean the house because they'll do it Yeah, kind of check in with yourself and maybe check in with them and kind of like, hopefully, you've kind of been staying at each other's place. And I know for a lot of couples, that's not, that's easier said than done. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they might like rush into things. Um, also like a lot of people will be thinking like, okay, this would be great Like sexually and they move in like too fast sexually like okay great We have our own place and Mm -hmm. we don't have to worry about parents, especially if they're a younger couple Yeah, but you're not believe it or not younger kids. You're not Mm -hmm. always going to be having sex So there's gonna come a time where like okay now you have to worry about finances and food and cleanliness all those points that you made up So kind of one, check in with yourself to see like, okay, what is your, kind of goes with motivations. What is your motivation for this? How are you going to change? I think no matter what level of comfort and understanding you're at, there will probably be a change. So maybe just kind of checking in what that change will be and like just general motivation.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think that one thing that stood out to me, which kind of, goes off of motivation a little bit but basically some of them some of the articles and I read through a couple of them I didn't really cite them um, but one of them actually some of them um, I think we we
1: should be able to cite them like um, on the description right
0: no I'm not doing that there was like 10 of (laughs) them you
1: guys if you want resource or what's the word if you want sources cited
0: no, yeah, just literally look and look up on Google like <laughs> moving in with significant other is like the first 10 articles And all of them have a number and then like a little generic like moving in with significant other title um, Do's and don'ts or whatever. So it's, it's like a very generic search. You can look at them yourself mm-hmm. um, But basically some of them not- noted like have a backup plan in case your relationship fails or plan for your breakup if you're ah. moving in with someone and I was like, This is
1: how do you feel strange. about that? that's interesting.
0: Um, at first I was like, Why would you do this? If you're moving in with your significant other, it should be because you're thinking of them long term, you know? It's yeah. a commitment. You're literally most leases are like a year, so yeah. like you're literally planning to be with them for a year.
1: Um I'm thinking if you're already thinking of like a backup plan, like yeah. don't move in with them. Yeah, like just don't like if you're already thinking like, okay, let me think of an exit strategy and you're not even moved in yet Yeah, just don't don't move in with that person.
0: I will say I did think of An exit strategy, but not to our relationship. My Mm -hmm. exit strategy was What if this apartment doesn't work out? What's Uh, our backup plan? And I was like, oh simple We can just move in back with like my parents or do something temporary so I did think of a Oh wait, what if this apartment doesn't work out? Yeah. What can we do? Not, oh wait, our relationship didn't yeah. work out. What should we do? Yeah. But I feel like that's something that a lot of people do get caught up in, like where they move in with their significant other, maybe a little bit too early, or mm-hmm. maybe they think it's gonna fix their relationship or whatever the reasoning yeah, is. Yeah, that's a huge um, point. Yeah. And then they get to the point where they're like, Oh, I don't I really can't stand this person. I don't want to be with them. They break up and they're like Okay, now I'm su- I'm stuck. Who gets the apartment? Yeah. Who has to move out? Who keeps the dog? Who doesn't keep the dog? Who keep? You know, like mm-hmm. there's so many like little things that they have to worry about, right. and some people end up staying together because they're like it's just easier to continue cohabitating, living together, and staying together yeah. than working through the emotional, mental, and financial stress. Well, of breaking especially up.
1: if there's kids too. If there's like kids involved, yeah. that can be a huge game changer. And we're generally talking about kind of like what we know and we don't have any kids. So Mm -mm. um, I I think this is generally for younger couples But you're absolutely right say if you're like an older couple and there's like stepchildren and kids of kids involved there's definitely more Mm -hmm. things like Entangled for lack of a better word that you kind of have to worry about
0: Yeah, yeah, and I kind of want to hear your opinion before we kind of shift gears to the secondary topic but let's say you do have kids and you're or like you have some kind of entanglement that prevents you from making a clean break. Um, what What is your opinion? Do you think that somebody should still go ahead and get the divorce? Or like what steps do you think that they should take before stepping out of that relationship? And let's, let's use kids as the prime example because okay. I feel like that's the biggest one. So let's say you and I have kids or whatever, whoever yeah. has kids. Um, and... You as a person the relationship is feeling like I i'm not happy. I'm not satisfied I don't see any avenue out of this. We already tried marriage counseling We already did like the one two three steps Do you think that you know, it's worth staying for the kids or do you think that it's better for them to end the relationship?
1: No, so this is a huge topic. This is an interesting Mm -hmm. tangent And i'll just save this like short answer, but we can do a whole episode on this I am yeah. a firm believer of getting out of that relationship. Mm-hmm. Maybe even think of it, you're doing it for the kids. Like mm-hmm. in today's terms, like exit is an option. If you're, you know, living with a narcissist, like someone who's like just abusive and you're thinking about the kids, good, like one you should be thinking about the kids, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like leaving for the kids, divorce can be done in a way where like, okay maybe sometime with your father or mother will be okay for you Mm -hmm. but just not with me that like staying together for the kids i don't believe in um just from what i've seen and what i've read and studied and from my own personal experience Mm -hmm. it is better to get away from that like kids absorb and see and understand way more than we get a bit give them credit for yeah they hear you fighting with your significant other they hear that they see that or they feel that tension they are smart i'm talking about like even toddlers they see this and they understand this get out um and it it will be okay it'll be hard don't get me wrong yeah but i think it's probably better for them
0: yeah no i I honestly better for everyone I would have to agree with you. Um, I'm also a child. Well, I guess I'm not really a child of divorce. I was like I don't know, 14, no. 15 when it was happening. I guess I was still a kid. But um, I'm definitely in the same boat with you. And we can definitely dive in deeper on a different episode with that. Of
1: course. Yeah. I just
0: It hit me as a tangent as we were talking about different responsibilities that might keep you in a apartment or a living situation with somebody. So I just kind of wanted to go off on that tangent. So anyways... Do you have anything to add about living together with your significant other or anything like that before I kind of shift focus to a soulmates?
1: Ooh, yeah, I, I know you're. You want to get into like the soulmate versus, you know, you're, everyone's just you know looking for other people who are sort of compatible. Yeah. Not, not really. Like for, like I, I want to say like for us specifically. Yeah. Uh, like so far, it's only been. A couple days. So this yeah. is something that we'll continue to report in our podcast. Mm-hmm. We've been living together, like, quote-unquote, technically, legally for, like, what, f- maybe a week.
0: Six days. Six days, yeah. okay. <laughs> We've
1: been living together for six days, but it hasn't felt that way. We've Mm-mm. been, like, together for way longer than that and known each other for years.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
1: think like we're not painting a full picture of like who we are if we say hey we just randomly moved in together yeah and it's it's not like that at all we're we're kind of cheating this system
0: yeah and we definitely like knew we were compatible and we have a great like rapport with each other and a great communication skills yeah and we're actually talking about this today there is literally nothing off the table for us to discuss yeah and it can be a range of like hey i need to talk to you let's work on this together to like oh did you see this funny meme and everything in the middle.
1: Yeah, and it comes. Kind of, not to get into this too much. I mean, this is like. Well, actually, this could be good for the topic of yeah. like relationship communication
0: and soulmates.
1: Uh, yeah, and <laughs> well, you, I'll <laughs> let you drive the soulmate thing. But for us, like communication mm-hmm. is is everything. Like this is how I'm feeling, yeah. even if it's terrible, even if it's bad, even if it's having like some kind of doubt or like. You know, negative stuff. It's always like, hey, like, I love you. This is where this is coming from. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're going to work this out. The 100% confidence this is what i'm feeling and i i need your input to work this out yeah even if it was like a lot of people's conflict comes from within comes from like Mm -hmm. you know issues i had with them in this their past maybe like that's like something that we're all working on it's like hey i made a mistake in the past but this isn't who i am yeah bring in your significant other and now i'm just going on a tangent but i think (laughs) communication with all of those things should be open and just going in with like hey at the same the opposite end you should listen to your significant other with the same kind of open-minded like hey What are things that I can do better and just be maybe like be a better listener or partner yeah. in general?
0: Yeah, and I this is something I would suggest to all the couples out there because it never hurts to ask more than not enough is doing just check-ins me and Dan mm-hmm. have almost literally daily check-ins whether it's just like how was your day tell me about it and we literally tell each other about our day every single night yeah um, yeah even if we were together all day and then we'll pretend as though we're talking about somebody else as though we're talking to like a friend yeah and we, it kind of puts the pressure play. out yeah
1: yeah I, I love that role play technique and sometimes it's a way to kind of distance ourselves like yeah You know, like you're talking to a friend about your significant other. That's a, I love that exercise.
0: That's great because then you're not like trying to hedge or protect their feelings because it's not like you're talking to them.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, you know, Lisa, you know, left the toilet seat up and, you know, made the sink a mess with her hair. And yeah, that one's true.
0: I don't leave the (laughs) toilet seat up, but the hair is true. (laughs) I
1: don't know, I was was just, (laughs) but Yeah. yeah, like to say it like you'd be talking to a friend about that, and it's a way to like retrospective, mm-hmm. introspective. I don't know to just kind of retro, yeah, thinking back, yeah, and just a way to see how you feel about things they did, and it's a way to like, I don't know, just kind of see like if you were talking to a friend about your significant other inventing about them, whether yeah. it's a good or bad, it's a way to kind of check yourself. But oh, yeah. sorry, so that's
0: no, this is yeah. I think this is great content.
1: Okay, um, I hope that transitions. Okay, into your topic.
0: Yeah, so I mean, to be honest, before we started dating, I honestly didn't believe in soulmates. I just kind of thought like you found someone and if your life was good enough with them, you just kind of s- stuck with them. You're like, "All right, this is good. I'll just stay here. It's cool." You know? Mm. Like that was kind of like my view on relationships and I Are
1: you saying soulmates aren't a real thing?
0: No, I'm saying before I started dating you. Well, and, I'm
1: saying like the soulmates, is this a Is this a soulmate hot take?
0: Um, no, but okay. All right. Anyway, so let me just, yeah. Okay, fine. Fine. You've convinced me. Hot take. Okay, so... To, like, loop back what you're saying about divorce, because um, I watched my parents go through a divorce. It was honestly a pretty messy divorce, and I watched it happen when I was dating my first boyfriend, and after seeing all that, I was like, love doesn't exist. Like, my parents were together for 20 years, and this is how it all blew up. Like, yeah. And I, from there, I was just kind of, like, so... Um, what is it like negative towards love negative towards the idea of soulmates like i was just kind of like that's oh, it's mahogany. this is just like a fairy tale that people talk about mm-hmm. so whenever i started dating a, a pretty decent guy you know nothing wrong with him like would have had a good life with him if i decided to stick with him you know like it would have been a very boring life for me it wouldn't have been the life that i would have wanted to live but i was like yeah this is fine like whatever this is kind of like the white picket fence staple of american dream life that i would have and then actually i think you and i were talking i was like dan i just i don't know if this is worth it Mm -hmm. do you remember
1: yeah we've we've had many talks in the past about like just like kind of feeling bleh about about that you know what i mean like just like oh i guess this is my life now
0: yeah i was literally i said exactly those words like i guess this is my life um also if you're feeling like that's how you feel about your relationship that's not a good way to feel about your relationship (laughs) but um and just so you guys know yes dan coached me through a good number of my relationships and that's how long we've been friends yeah yeah (laughs) um so like i feel like in that moment i was what they what we're going to talk about in a second um didn't believe in soulmates and i was like whatever this is good enough and then You know, I decided. You know what? I don't want to live a boring life. I don't want this. I want to actually like be happy and excited Mm -hmm. and adventure and have this like fire in my life. Like I wanted to have a spark. Yeah. And so, uh, obviously, ended that relationship. And then for three or four weeks, I just was single, which doesn't really mean much. Just means I went to the bar every weekend and drank and came home alone, like always. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow, <laughs> Which is fine And then one night Dan came to the bar And uh, here we are
1: Yeah, no, I I, sh- I showed up Was I invited or Was that just a coincidence?
0: No, I think I told you to come because I, I had some wine I was like, hey Dan, are you doing Oh, that's
1: right, yeah, okay, yeah And then the rest is history yeah. As the kids say
0: Yeah, and I, I think that as soon as You kissed me Oh <gasps> Dun dun dun! Um, I think like as soon as we yeah, like kissed, and it was like one of the first times that we physically touched. A lot of
1: people didn't, and this is like I have no idea if this is where you want to take the episode. We Lisa's, can take it. Yeah. Lisa's driving this episode. A lot of people thought that for for years we are friends. Yeah. People assume that we we're hooking up. People assume that we are physical together. Yeah. Um, none of which was true. I mean, we hung out like all the time. People yeah. so. I'll I'll let you finish the story but yeah. people would ask like Lisa told her coworkers like oh like I recently broke up with my boyfriend who was someone else at the time and they just assumed that she was talking about me because they would see mm-hmm. us hanging out together so they already assumed that we were together Um, so so that was something really interesting to me and like just because like we were Like so so close and you know So good friends that we were seen all the time together people assumed that I was your boyfriend at the time
0: Yeah, but that's weird because I went to the same because I work at a restaurant Um at night So I went to that same restaurant with the guy I was dating at the time and with another mutual guy friend like one-on-one it's like, I, it's not like I only went to this bar with Dan, which is the interesting part. They could have picked any one of those guys and said, that's your boyfriend. That's who you're breaking up with or whatever. So yeah. it, it's definitely interesting. But I, I remember the first time you, like, physically touched me. I, I Like, I remember it, like, I know. I remember, like, <laughs> clear as day because we were uh, at a diner and you, like, did, like, a little friendly pat on my um. Shoulder uh, this area. This like
1: before we were like. This was before dating. we were okay, dating, yeah.
0: and um, I, I think it happened like a couple months before we were dating, and I remember like turning to my friend and I was like, "This is weird. He's never done this before. There's something going on." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just being like teenage giddy about it, like
0: well, yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> yeah. That poor friend like listened to me like talk about you all the time. Yeah, I felt stop. so bad. Like, Shut up. Just- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she literally was like, Just "Go after him. Stop it." <laughs> yeah, so we ended up dating mm-hmm. and um ever since then I just I like feel like I believe in soulmates Which is where I was going. That's with where the you're story. going. With this? Okay, fine Yeah, right, because before I was so like pessimistic about it and whatever mm. else and like as soon as we started dating I was like No, this is it like I don't have any questions. This is a hundred percent it like
1: it was quick man like for me, it was just so quick in a span of like i want to say a week you know it changed not to be like too corny but it changed yeah. my world of this like being a chronic single guy and being like the third mm-hmm. wheel to all of my like friends and seeing like people get married that's that's how it was known of like dan the single guy and just like
0: yeah.
1: mingling around and all all of a sudden like hey you know it's you know you, you got somebody now and not just like somebody it just fits so well like it, it like kind of shook me pretty good i mean you're there for that of like hey you're yeah you know you you don't have to live the rest of your life as the you know, quirky single guy <laughs> yeah dan the back
0: door man <laughs>
1: <laughs> such a terrible nickname
0: yeah and it's not what you guys think too it doesn't come mm. from mm. i'm just i just want to preface i'm not going to go into it just <laughs>
1: <laughs> it makes it so much worse <laughs> now they, i don't want to tell you guys why that's his nickname
0: yeah it's just that he uses the back doors of houses preference to oh, the front man. Doors. i know this, there's no way to fix s- this Stop I'm, done. Right, I'm done all right i'm done all right i'm sorry <laughs> Alright, so where are, you,
1: where are you going with this? All okay. Right.
0: So, anyways, while we're trying to learn more about living together, we stumbled upon this, I don't know, like six or seven minute video um, off of scienceofpeople.org dot org. And we'll we'll actually post this link if you guys want to watch this video. Okay, all right. um, I don't quite remember the lady, she was an author and she basically was talking about research done on soulmates. And it was
1: I think it was on people's views of soulmates
0: yes yes people's views in america of soulmates so basically and um, i'm gonna ask this in question format even though we both actually have seen this video just so you guys can think about it yourself and answer it on your own and then we'll give you an answer so the first one is how many people in america percentage-wise do you think um believe in soulmates are you asking me yeah if you remember
1: how many people in America believe in soulmates? I think it was something like seventy percent.
0: Yep, seventy-three percent. Okay, yep. okay, okay. Yep. All right. So that's a lot of people.
1: Yeah, like. that's surprisingly high.
0: Yeah, and I'm not. I'm, I didn't read the details no. of the study. I don't know. Okay, who so, they so get something. Pulled.
1: I have a question. Like, what is a soulmate? is it there's so many things here like there's a myth, mythological i'm looking for my other half i'm looking for yeah. that person that completes me and there's one in the entire world and there's somebody out there for somebody is it that kind of thinking here
0: i don't think they like specified i think this is just like a quantitative like set quantitative question like do you believe in soulmates yes or no what's your gender me female male other
1: or okay. lgbtq or whatever yeah but i feel like a lot of people have probably different definitions of what a soulmate would be
0: yeah but I, I again i didn't actually read the research myself this was just like a video that popped up so i can't answer these questions okay we yeah. might have to do some digging but right. based on this study that she quoted who would you think um believes in soulmates more uh american males or american females
1: um, I think this had a surprising answer. I think it was more males. Yep. Which was weird to me.
0: So seventy four percent of males said they believe in soulmates and seventy one percent of females said they believe so in soulmates. So it's pretty
1: close though.
0: It's pretty close, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, which is which is high to me.
0: I know I, I know, that's what I'm saying. And I'm, I, feel I would like...
1: thought the I would think the males would be significantly less. I thought the males mm-hmm. would be like, I don't know, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Twenty.
1: Per- I thought it'd be like 20%, you know?
0: Yeah, I thought it would probably be like 50% believe in soulmates, 50% don't. But according to this
1: okay.
0: study, and again, I didn't read the study um, that she was talking about. This is the facts or this yeah. is what they came I up with. I
1: also think like for like soulmates being so vague, I think there's yeah. like for some people, there's a very religious connotation there. Mm-hmm. There's like, oh, that my guardian angel will lead me to like who god has a who
0: uh
1: what's the word that's in my path or i'm going to meet my soulmate because of god or my god or or something like that you know what i mean
0: yeah no i definitely understand that i know my grandma talks about it sometimes okay
1: from like a religious standpoint Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah. and she kind of like talks about a lot of things from a religious standpoint. like if it's meant to be it's going to happen like what you do yeah um but along with that i wanted to ask you um who do you think believes in soulmates more people who are under or younger uh, than 49 years old or people who are older than 49 years old
1: this one was younger
0: yes okay yes
1: and why do you think that is or what what why
0: yeah so 79 percent who are um 79% of Americans who are younger than 49 believed in soulmates versus uh, 69% who are over 45. And if you guys watch the video, um, one thing that the lady mentions is divorce.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So, like, I wonder if there's a correlation of, like, people getting divorced and their percentage dropping of, like, hey, this wasn't my soulmate because I got divorced or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be. And younger people being more optimistic when it comes to relationships and finding love. Yeah, I do know, and I do have a lot of friends who are like fit that category, who are young and be like, hey, you know, they they find like the high school sweetheart and marry. Yeah, really young. Now, some of that is kind of interesting because I do have a lot of friends who married their high school sweetheart. Yeah, and are doing great. <laughs> like they're they're doing <laughs> great well, and so they're like, I'm you know, thirty two but are still going strong with their high school sweetheart. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's some generational change to that. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and I, I was thinking just like spitballing, no, no proof or backup to this, but like maybe it's a cultural thing or um, yeah. kind of like the way we think about relationships now versus then because when you are a little bit older, you're brought up um, by an older generation, like your yeah. parents were older. So maybe you got indoctrinated into this like, Your gender roles or whatever it might be or like you just got married and that's your person Like whether or not they're your soulmate you're gonna figure it out kind of thing
1: I also know like in a lot of some cultures and countries like Getting married Isn't everything like you don't necessarily have to get married to prove like your relationship is solid or stable or anything like that Some people just have a very long-term Significant other or uh, partner and they don't necessarily get married. So that's that really depends. I'm sure
0: Yeah, but there is a part of this um, talk that they were doing that I didn't really like and I don't agree with. Um, I'll just tell you guys. So the first, they said that if you do believe in soulmates, if you're one of those thinkers that are like, yeah, you know, there's a soulmate out there for me. There's the one, whatever. Um, They identified them as destiny believers. And basically, that means that um, you... believe in the one okay yeah so then if you don't believe in the one if you think like hey there's many people that could possibly be a fit for me i just got to work on it with them you are considered a growth believer
1: yeah okay
0: yeah so basically they kind of made the distinction that if you're a destiny believer then if something goes wrong or if there's conflict or there's like a deal breaker you're going to be out of that relationship real quick it's going to completely kind of deter you and you're going to jump to the next person and hopefully that person will be the perfect one. Versus no, this is not my thinking. This is what they said. And they said, versus a growth believer, a person who doesn't believe in soulmates, they're gonna work towards solving conflict and making things work even when there is something that goes awry. Yeah. And that's how they defined it. And at the end of it they did put a little like chart and like basically the chart like eggs on that you should be both a soulmate believer and not a soulmate believer i don't really understand because the chart said growth believer and um destiny believer and if you're high on both then that's like the optimal that you should be but it makes no sense with the logic they're trying to
1: spew i I hate i mean you you know this i hate putting people into categories i hate like separating them I don't think you should be solely a quote-unquote soulmate believer for the fact of like, if you do find your significant other being like, oh, you're my soulmate forever, like, you're going to change. So not getting comfortable, not getting complacent and continuing Mm -hmm. to grow with that person is important. So at the same time, I think you should be in that other category of like, hey, let's grow together and change together and continue to motivate each other. Because yes you can find your soulmate But at the same time I don't want to use that as an excuse to just get lazy
0: Yeah and I just I don't understand why we have to put a person in one or the other Why can't somebody be both And like both don't make sense Just because I believe in soulmates And I I do believe that you and I are soulmates gay I know sorry Oh I meant like you know Anyways too late I said it's fine um <laughs> <laughs> Just uh I guess a caveat. We we say gay and like lovely and sweet and
1: That's old that's so old timely. Like uh what is that Christmas music? Or yeah, there's a Christmas song. Yeah,
0: it's like be all. marrying, marrying and gay. Marry and gay. Yeah. That's the way we that's use That's
1: something gay. my Nana would say. Rest in peace, Nana. <laughs>
0: all right. Pete, too soon.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyways, just wanted to throw that caveat out. We don't use it as a bad thing. We use it as, like, oh, that's so sweet. We love it. Um, yeah. But um, I definitely think that you're like my soulmate. Mm-hmm. Huh.
1: Do you think, all right, well, I'll kind of go with this. Do you think everyone has a soulmate? Mm-hmm. I
0: feel like. Probably, but, like, I don't think everyone finds their soulmate. I don't think everyone's fortunate enough to find their soulmate. And I don't think some people look for their soulmate. I think some people, like, this is good enough. I'm moderately happy this will work for me.
1: Yeah, and here's my thing with this. I know men and women who, like, hey, I have a group of friends. I want to stay single, and I'm very happy with this. Cool. I have no animosity towards people with those mentalities. Like, Live your life, be happy. I don't think you have to, like, find a significant other like that. It's It should be, like, an option. There shouldn't be society pressure. I feel like there's way too much society pressure. Like, oh, you're in your 30s now? Especially probably for women. Like, oh, time to find a man or (laughs) or something like that. I know that's probably old-timely thinking. But I think in parts of America, there's still that pressure for a lot of people. Yeah. No, Is it, it's probably worse for women don't you think
0: I think so on some level gender
1: roles, right?
0: Yeah So pesky gender start roles
1: start pumping out kids
0: Yeah, I mean I definitely get those uh, reminders very frequently now that i'm 25 now that i'm an old, old lady <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> I know i'm ridiculous. Um, yeah, but now where was I going with this? I forgot <laughs> You just...
1: Sorry, I got you off topic. Yeah. I got you off I, topic, I don't, yeah.
0: Do you remember what, what I was saying?
1: So, okay. So we're talking about soulmate versus the growth ah, people. Yes. Saying that they're two different people. And I think we're both on the same page that it's not that simple. And it's kind of ridiculous to put people in categories. Yeah. And then I hopefully I'm recapping. And then people... Are way more complicated this they don't need to go in any of those categories mm-hmm. they can be happy and single and there isn't like i don't know for believers in the whole like find your other half out there like i don't know if there is like quote-unquote a soulmate out there for everyone i don't think it's that simple or fairy tale i don't know i think it's way more complicated than kind of the research we've done on this
0: mm-hmm. and yeah so where i was going with this Um, is basically saying that I do think that you're my soulmate, but I don't in any way, shape, and or form assume that it's going to be easy and that everything's Mm -hmm. just going to happen the way it's supposed to happen. And that, I mean, maybe to some extent, but like I I do know that it's going to be work and there's going to be times where I'm going to be mad at you or you're going to be upset with me and we're going to have to work through it and it's just not going to be easy all the time.
1: Is it okay to like say like, I look forward to that conflict because I know it's it's with you and I already have this like I don't know we have uh it's it's bizarre so many people look at conflict as like hey we have to avoid it or let's prep now to alleviate this conflict yeah where I'm more so like hey there will be conflict Yeah. and And when we get it that's okay like and almost looking forward to that like hey it'll be interesting to Uncover something about each other that we haven't seen yet. Hey, this yeah. would be something new. This would be something different. Cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we uncovered some conflict today. It wasn't towards each other. It was just me being angry. And then we had to like.
1: Which one was that? I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Remember when the lady let me go in front of her?
1: <laughs> that was that was just silly. That was you yeah. have this like <clears throat> adorable road rage that isn't <laughs> real. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't it's not that's not a real that's not even a real conflict. I thought that was hilarious. Someone let Lisa as uh, she was driving, someone let her go in front of her. Like to turn. To turn. And you got mad at her. Yeah, there's someone was...
0: no behind her. <laughs> her literally letting me go and then there was another lady at the intersection so then the other lady decided to go in front of us so she pretty much caused almost an accident by trying to let me go there wasn't even (laughs) anybody behind her her doing that slowed down the flow of traffic she should have not done that man her and her karmic slate i know what she was trying to do it's not working lady i hope you're listening
1: miscellaneous blue honda <laughs> whatever was it, was it a blue honda i no <laughs> I, don't I, just, I just made that up for a joke
0: it could have it might have not even been a lady yeah. to be honest i'm just
1: i don't know <laughs> so, so bizarre but yeah no i i look forward to those things of like hey this is something new that we haven't uncovered yet and yeah looking forward to it and that's i don't know i i think that's uh hopefully a healthy mentality i don't know if it is but it's just like uh we'll we'll get there and that'll happen and like that's okay it is realistic it's realistic something will come up or conflict with family members or conflict with different styles and desires of course that's going to come up especially that we're living together and the good thing with our listeners is they get to hear about it
0: yeah (laughs) poor guys sorry <laughs> yeah, but um, I think this is a good point to kind of stop. You already recamped a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just for our listeners, um, if you're still listening, thank you. That one listener that always listens to our podcast episode within 24 hours, shout out to you. I think I know who you are. Shout you. out to
1: somebody in Spain. Yep, somebody out there in spain's been listening to us apparently and just shout out to you We appreciate all of our listeners. Yeah, but I also like our international listeners, especially it just gets me giddy
0: Yeah, I think we also had someone from england and from georgia listen to us georgia the country. Yes, that's pretty cool too Going international like yeah, no, it's cool Yeah, and I think moving forward we're gonna focus a lot less on our diet and exercising unless something special comes up so if you guys want us to focus on a topic that you like, that you think is interesting, that you want us to do some research on, please send it our way. We're more than happy to just dedicate however much time we need to to talk about it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, We, we this was this got pretty personal, yeah. uh, which I'm okay on doing, but it doesn't always have to be. Mm-hmm. I would like to get an email or letter from like a listener and just dissecting it. S- s- on that note, and we're wrapping this up special guest series i'm really looking forward to this yeah. where we're getting new people in getting them in the studio or taking the show on the road mm. and <laughs> just uh i don't know that's my bread and butter is talking to uh people i think that's yeah i love doing that so that's what we got coming up for you guys a little teaser out there for you
0: yeah and with that i think we can wrap up
1: wrap it up there lisa
0: okay hello everybody You know what time it is, it's Psyche Experience time!